Territory Podcast. This week we talked to Dave Moreira about what's new in Vitria Plus. Welcome back to the show, Dave. Hey, Frank. Thanks for uh, having me. I'm glad to be back. You guys put out some great content. So, uh, yeah, thanks for inviting me. So, now we have you featured on the show in the previous VMware Explorer episode, I think a year ago, but we didn't really include a long introduction. So, for those who don't know you, who is Dave Moreira and what keeps you occupied at VMware? And maybe you can include a cool career highlight. All right, yeah. So for work, uh, obviously I work at VMware. I've been here for about seven years and I work uh, currently as a staff technical marketing architect for vSphere. So I cover things like vSphere, uh, core vSphere, vSphere Plus. And uh, in my job, I get to work with a lot of other business units, but also product management and product marketing very closely. And more importantly, I get to go out and talk to our customers. So deliver content to our customers, our partners internally as well. And just having that conversation with customers, I get to take a lot of that feedback back to the drawing board, for example, to product marketing, product management, and say, hey, you know, customers are having this issue. And a lot of that ends up in features or enhancements to our own products or even new products. So that's uh, that's a great thing, a great part of my job. Uh, when I'm not working, I, I like to learn new things and share what I've learned. So I'm a scuba diving instructor, so I get to to teach scuba diving during the weekend. And, and that's kind of, it has helped me actually during my job at VMware uh, with interaction with people and, and, you know, understanding or how to teach or how to take that feedback. So it kind of helps me doing both my job and, and as a scuba diving instructor. And uh, I would say one one cool highlight from my career so far at VMware, it has to be last year at VMware Explorer. Uh, it was the first Explorer I was asked to be on main stage in front of thousands of people uh, at both US and Barcelona. Uh, so that was definitely one of the, a big highlight in my career so far. Yeah, I can imagine that. So let's start with the basics of this topic. What is vSphere Plus and why did VMware introduce a new version of their flagship product? I wouldn't say it's a new version. I guess it's an offering, right? How we consume vSphere. And we're actually out there looking at what customers are doing and how to solve problems. And that's how software gets developed, right? So in short, vSphere Plus allows the customers to connect their on-prem environments to the cloud. So now, if you're listening to this, you may be asking, why would I want to do that? Um, so the reason for that is that we understand that there are, there are a lot of benefits to having your workloads on-prem. But there are also a lot of benefits of having workloads on the cloud. So what we're trying to do here is meet in the middle and be able to deliver those cloud-based services to our customers that have those workloads on-prem. So that's that's what vSphere Plus is trying to accomplish, right? We're delivering those cloud services and 
because it's a cloud service and you're connecting your on-prem environments, we're able to manage that distributed on-prem environment from a single location, from a centralized location. So think of this as enhanced link mode in a way. Um, it's just cloud-based, but you can connect your vSphere, vCenter environments on-prem to this cloud service, regardless of the location. So you can have vCenter instances in different countries, different areas, and they can all connect to a centralized location. So this kind of enhanced link mode removes all those restrictions of having the same uh, SSO and the number of vCenters that you can have. So you can have hundreds or thousands of vCenters connected. And on top of that, I mentioned having those cloud services being delivered. So those are not your typical management features. In fact, uh, there are features within vSphere Plus that are not available within the other offerings of vSphere. So this is think of this as your next tier of your vSphere offering. So you have your vSphere Enterprise Plus, and then you have vSphere Plus on top of that. So that's the, the top of our vSphere offerings. Aside from that, we, we also have some uh, additional management and configuration capabilities. Um, so vSphere Plus uh, delivers what I call infrastructure as a service, which is how we are helping our customers to start a journey with containers if they haven't done that already. So we're including software necessary, necessary to start the journey, and that includes Tansu, Tansu Mission Control, Cloud Consumption Interface. So that allows our customers that are connected to the cloud to deliver those resources from on-prem to developers through these cloud interfaces without having to do a lot of work. So that definitely has resonated with a lot of our customers. They really like that idea. They really like how easy it makes their life. Um, and last but not least, since this is a cloud service, one of the things that we're doing is we're switching to subscription. And I know we're behind the times. A lot of other companies have already want, gone to subscription. But that means that you no longer have to worry about keeping track of all those license keys. So you can go ahead and, and throw away your spreadsheets with all those licenses. And, and now you go keyless management for your vSphere environments. Wow, you, you covered a lot. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's let, yeah, so let's tackle some of these bits in more in depth. And maybe you can include some of the examples on how customers are using the platform. And let's start with the management aspect. You have that global inventory. What exactly can you manage? And how do uh, you see customers using this? So from a global inventory perspective, uh, I didn't mention vSphere Plus being the, the top offering of vSphere. Uh, so you may want to think of vSphere Plus as your next top level of entry point when you're managing your infrastructure. So from that perspective, customers have a view of all their on-prem environments that have been connected to the cloud. So again, if you have 300, 500 vCenters connected to vSphere Plus, you're able to see them all. And you can see a lot of information about each one of those vCenter instances. So you can quickly jump in the cloud console and you can say, okay, I have you know, these 200 vCenters, I see the resources, uh, the utilization, I can see how many VMs I have, how many hosts, how many cores. So it helps you understand your environment as a whole globally, which is something that I think we're missing. And it is, you may be thinking of a trivial task, but it, it, you have to manage that. And as an admin, 
this this necessary task that you have to do to be able to have a good idea, even above the admin level. So think about a CIO that they want to understand a CTO. Hey, what does my environment look like? I need to plan what's the next step, uh, next step of the infrastructure. What does it look like? And that's a great way to go in and say, okay, I see distribution of our infrastructure across the world, and now I can kind of plan where to put our pieces and and make this even better. Um, and not only the vCenters, but also you have visibility of all the VMs across all those vCenter instances. So you can get a lot of information as well as operational tasks. So I'll give you an example of how I wish I had this. So when I was a customer, I was an admin, uh, and I was wearing many hats. I was actually an IT uh, manager. And I would go at least, uh, I would go into work at least an hour before I was supposed to be there. And I did this because I needed to make sure that all the workloads were running. It was my responsibility that, hey, the email is working when the users get in. It was my responsibility that vSphere environment was up and running, that nothing was broken. You know, if the backups may be hung or something like that, I needed to reset, reboot. It was my responsibility. So I would spend an hour, an hour and a half, just going through everything. Services, is everything running? Is everything good? Now, if I had something like vSphere Plus, and this is how customers are using it right now. I could have easily determined the health and the status of not only my local vCenter instances, but also their VMs from a global standpoint. I used to manage 500 locations in 50 countries, and it took a lot of time to go through all this, right? So if I had something like vSphere Plus, it would have taken me minutes. And you know, back in the day, I could have slept, slept in a little more, perhaps, right? Uh, but all joking aside, customers are, are really liking features like this because now they're, they're thinking, this is my new entry point. I can just look at everything from a global perspective, and then they can drill down into their vCenter UI if they need to, or even their host UI to, to do more configuration, right? So it's giving you different management features, and one of them being that global view and global operational um, task that they can do. So talking a little bit about global view, one of the features that was recently announced or, or capabilities is fleet-wide management. And I think it's uh, aligned with that, but can you break it down for us? And what are we exactly talking about here and why would customers need this if they already have vSphere lifecycle management? Yeah, this is actually a really cool feature. It's very new. Uh, it has been highly demanded by our customers that are already using vSphere Plus. And keeping with, with that theme of productivity gains, which is what vSphere Plus is, is allowing us to do here, is, is that we're able to help our customers with those operational efficiencies by being able to update their entire ESXi fleet from one central location. And I'm, I try very hard not to say single pane of glass because I, that word's been used way too many times. So it's a central location, and which is the cloud console, right? And by them being able to um, update and upgrade their ESXi hosts more easily, then they can take advantage of the new features that are coming out. Now with uh, ESXi, Lifecycle management as a service, which is this new feature, um, you will receive a notification um, just like you do in your phone and say, okay, uh, there is a new upgrade, there's a new version of ESXi. 
available for this many hosts or for this many clusters. Um, not only that, but you can also determine that there are certain hosts that are already out of support or the, you, know, you have you know a bunch of clusters or a bunch of hosts that have 30 days left for support. So think about the current situation where 6.5 and 6.7 are already out of support. You know, some people may have missed the announcement or lost track of when that was going out of support. And now they're currently out of support and they have to either upgrade or procure additional support for that, right? So that helps you not only see what's happening, but it, it also helps you plan to uh, whether you need to do upgrades can you do upgrades or do we have to procure that additional support for that? So it helps you in that way. Um, so you can also customize a desired state for a system image. So that includes the ESXi version, drivers, firmware. And yes, it sounds a lot like VLCM. And that's because we're using, we're leveraging VLCM from the on-prem side. Right, so we're giving you a centralized location where you can do all this configuration and you can set, okay, this is how I want a particular set of hosts to look like. So once you configure that profile, then you can start pushing that desired state image or you can create a rollout from the cloud console and apply it, but it doesn't apply to only one cluster or only one vCenter. So you can actually, uh, the example I gave you before, I, I had 500 locations I had to manage. So I can select all 500 locations and it said that it's a cluster per location. I can select that single image. All my servers look the same and I can apply all that to, this, to all the clusters I have. We just created a single image. So that means I don't have to go cluster by cluster or vCenter by vCenter and do all these configurations one by one. So it saves me a ton of time because now I don't have to go through all those 500 operations, but instead I can just do three, 10 operations and be able to push those upgrades directly from the cloud console. And that's huge. It sounds like, you know, very useful functionality for the average VI admin, and especially if you're you know, managing those larger estates. So I can imagine that there's a lot of customer interest for this. Now, you also mentioned one thing during your answer just, just now, but you kind of skipped over it, which was vCenter Server. And I know that vSphere Plus also delivers some capability in terms of lifecycle management of vCenter Server. It's probably good to go over that as well, because I'm guessing that a lot of our listeners will find that functionality very interesting and probably very useful. Yeah, absolutely. So in, in fact, the vCenter lifecycle management has been there, has been part of vSphere Plus since the beginning. And uh, this is why that ESXi lifecycle management feature came about. Customers saw this and they said, this is awesome. We want this for hosts as well, because that would make my life so much easier. And they are absolutely right. So this vCenter lifecycle management um, again, they pushed that, they gave us great feedback. It pushed that feature all the way to one of the top uh, of the most requested features. And it makes it super easy to upgrade your vCenter instances, not only because it's in, from a centralized console. So again, if I, if I have 500 vCenters, I can do it from one location. I don't have to jump around. And what we're doing here, we're doing a migration-based upgrade. So if you think about the, the current way you do migration-based upgrades, um, it does come with a price. 
if you're doing, you have your on-prem environment, you want a clean vCenter, which makes sense. Um, you don't, you've been up doing in-place upgrades since five, five days. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't need to be there. So you want to do migration based. But currently for on-prem, when you start the process, it will shut down the services from the source of vCenter while it's copying all the data. So the difference with vCenter lifecycle management is that we're going to leverage a feature called reduced downtime upgrade, which is going to keep those services running the whole time just copying data. And that would take your downtime from hours to minutes, right? So that is what is how it's working on the backend. But from an overview perspective of the actual workflow of vCenter lifecycle management, it's similar to the ESXi piece. You will receive a notification or it's similar to your phone. You get a notification, hey, there's a new version of vCenter 9 is out. You want to upgrade, right? You can run your pre-checks from that centralized cloud console. When you're ready to go, all you have to do is click a button, says upgrade, and the workflow after that is totally automated. So we take care of getting the new version, downloading those bits down to on-prem. We're gonna create a VM, deploy vCenter with the new version. We're going to start the process of copying that data while maintaining the source vCenter services running. So again, this is the reduced downtime upgrade feature. And while we're doing that, it could take hours, you're still able to go into your vCenter, make configuration changes, add a host, remove host, create VMs, whatever you wanna do. And when the time comes to do the, the switch over, that's where the only downtime comes in place. And again, this is gonna take minutes because what we're doing is shutting down the services on the source vCenter we're copying whatever needs to be copied, uh, the deltas, right? Uh, and then copy the IP address, MAC address, unique ID, and then bring the services up on the target vCenter. Once we bring the services up, that new vCenter takes on that idea of the source vCenter, and you don't have to go out and re-register anything with any third-party tools, or even re-register with vSphere Plus because it's the same vCenter to all those applications. So it saves you a ton of time. And not only that, but your source vCenter stays there. If you need to roll back for any reason, you already have that copy, has been untouched. All you have to do is make a, a few changes and it's already there. And also, during that process, if something happens, something is disconnected, it would auto roll back to that initial vCenter. So again, the upgrade is super easy. You click a button and you let it go. And you know, it's been a really great feature. It has a, uh, it's a big plus, yes, pun intended, for our customers and they really love it. And uh, when I present this, they really love it. And again, this is why they keep asking, uh, we want this for ESXi as well. And I can only see, you know, this rolling into other features again um, as customers are asking us for more and more features for vSphere Plus. And have you seen some customers that may want to deploy workloads when something like this occurs, when you're just about to do an upgrade? It's always annoying, you know, may potentially take you an hour, an hour or two before the upgrade finishes. And then those customers are still waiting. So this more or less solves that problem for them. So from a up time perspective i think it's a use enhancement now when we're talking about uptime i think something that also will help 
our customers when it comes to vSphere Plus and something that they may be interested in is compliance and configuration. Now, compliance and configuration drift is something that we've already included in vSphere itself, but that is still limited to a cluster. So can you tell us what vSphere Plus actually brings to the table when it comes to compliance and configuration drift or avoiding that situation, I should rather say? Yeah, we have, uh, uh, again, a unique feature that's only available for vSphere Plus. Uh, it's called the Cyrus State Configuration. And we, we've been... We've gone through a few iterations of this service, uh, I, w- I would say. Um, and that's another cool thing about vSphere Plus. As new features, new services come into place, uh, new advancements, they get automatically deployed because it's a cloud service. You don't have to wait for an upgrade from your on-prem environment. You just show up the next day and boom, there's a new new tab. You know, It looks different. It looks a lot better. So this desired state configuration went through those changes. We, we have increased. We have really done a lot here and we're able to create a configuration profile for vCenter instances, right? So we're now we're managing all those 500 vCenters that we have uh, and I can create different profiles based on, on different areas. Let's say, you know, maybe 50 of those are in the US, 50 are in the UK, 50 are in Italy, things like that. So that I, can, I can tailor those profiles and I can either extract it from a vCenter or imported um, those configuration parameters from a JSON file. Now, once I created those profiles, I can um, I can apply it to one or many vCenters. So going back to that example, all my vCenters in California, for example, they all have the same settings. They all have all the requirements for password changes as far as how many days I need to change my password. Um, DNS servers, things like that. And any drift is detected. And you see a list of the exact parameters uh, that were changed and no longer applies to that profile. So think of this as host profiles for vCenters in a way. But uh, those drifts on the configuration can have actually big impacts, not only to the functionality of vCenter. Again, if someone changes the DNS to something external, then I can't solve names internally. Somebody changed the password policy, then I'm gonna get in trouble for when I get audited, right? So we're able to cache that right away and be able to fix them. Um, One of the cool things about this, uh, from a security standpoint, I mentioned that we're we're showing you all the parameters, all the configuration for vCenter. We're not showing you any passwords. We're just saying, okay, there's a password, this is the policy, we can't see anything. We're scrubbing all that out. I and mean, that's a, a question we get from customers quite a bit um, because when they think cloud, everything's exposed out there. Uh, we're actually scrubbing all the passwords. We're not sending usernames and passwords out there. So that's something to keep in mind from a security standpoint. And uh, so again, yeah, a desired state configuration can easily uh, spot those differences and you can jump on them right away and save, your time, uh, save yourself a lot of time yeah, it sounds like they will save a lot of time for customers and will avoid some of those very painful situations where changes have been made. And it typically, indeed, as you mentioned, is DNS. And for whatever reason, everything stops working. We've seen that so many times. And I've seen it in my own lab as well. Now, one of the other things that, of course, customers have been struggling with over the years, and especially in those larger estates, is capacity management. Now, I know vSphere Plus also can help with that. Maybe you can talk us through what it is that you have to offer from a vSphere Plus perspective, especially for those larger environments. So vSphere Plus, again, is making the admin life easier. And 
we're leveraging a lot of our own products. So on the back end, we're using Carbon Black, Log Insight, and, and now we're integrating a lot more of the VMware area uh, operations in particular, which is what this feature does. And what it's allowing us to do is to look at all of our environments. Again, it's a global view. And we can see individually clusters, uh, vCenter instances, and not only display your inventory resource stats, so how much CPU you have left or how much memory you're using, but also the storage, right? So you can also figure out which clusters are running out of resources, and it's going to tell you when. So I can look at a cluster and it could say, okay, this cluster has 59 days left of storage based on the estimate uh, of growth rate that you're having right now. So we're looking at that trending of the cluster and provides you a nice graph, a nice summary, uh, as well as a list of critical issues, warnings, um, and normal operations. So it is super hel helpful and super easy way to to know what's happening on your environment. So now we're going a, day, a layer deeper here into not just, hey, you know, what are my resources doing, but also uh, trending and planning, right? I know I'm going to run out of storage in three months. I should probably look into buying more drives or buying another host or figuring out what my storage situation is or maybe just delete a bunch of uh, videos that Duncan has in there to watch. Yeah, I think I avoid storing those in the cloud uh, for various <laughs> reasons at this point in time. But yeah, you ne may never know. So it's always good to keep track. And we've seen it with vSAN as well. Things can fill up extremely fast. And when you have larger estates, it is very challenging to try to figure out how things are trending. So I think that's a very valuable feature to include in vSphere Plus. Now, we are also doing something around user access and federation. Now, I'm not the biggest expert, but I'm hoping you are. So maybe you can explain to us what it is that we've introduced for vSphere Plus specifically. Yeah, so when we talk about cloud, um, the first thing or one of the first things, at least I know I did, uh, that people think about is security, right? That's one of the main reasons people don't go to the cloud. Is it secure? What's going to happen uh, when I try to log in? Uh, so we were... Security for us is top of mind, and we're continuing to work on that. And we're adding enhancements on security as far as, as providing multi-factor authentication. Uh, and now we're able to federate those on-prem environments with VMware Cloud. So um, not only making it easier for your users, your admins to log in, but also making it more secure through that multi-factor authentication through a third-party identity provider. So we have um, adopted Okta. It's one of them, and we have other vendors coming into play that we can easily integrate into uh, our on-prem as well as the cloud service uh, for VMware. One of the things that excited me probably the most when we started initially talking about vSphere Plus and we had Himanshu in one of the episodes introducing it to us, he mentioned that we will also start seeing some integration with other vSense services or other VMware services, I shouldn't say vSense services. And one of those things that we're integrating with is our disaster recovery story. Now, can you explain to our customers what it is that we've actually included in the platform and how they can benefit from this? Yeah, so one of the cool things about Visor Plus, uh, because it's a cloud service, we're using the same platform of other VMware cloud services. So this is not, you know, VMware has been doing cloud services for many years. Think about VMC and AWS um, and other services or other offerings out there. So because we're using the same platform, we can easily... Uh, adopt or integrate those other cloud services. And one of them is VMware Cloud Disaster Recovery. So I mentioned before how vSphere Plus gives us that global 
view of not only vCenters, but also VMs. So once you have configured VMware Cloud Disaster Recovery with your on-prem environment, um, now you have, let's say, linked those two environments together. But when you go through the Cloud Console on vSphere Plus, you're able to see all your VMs. And you can easily just select which VMs you want to protect with VMware Cloud Disaster Recovery. So let's say I want all my SQL servers to be protected. I can do a search for SQL and all my SQL servers will show up in there regardless of their location. They could be, I could have 10 in California, 50 in Florida and two in the UK. They're all gonna be protected with VCDR just by clicking them and click protect and then it can associate those VMs with a tag from vCenter which actually matches a protection group in VMware Cloud Disaster Recovery. And just like that, that is all you have to do. So if you had to do this manually, you would have to go vCenter by vCenter and do this manually one by one, right? Uh, but instead I can just go through that global view, click them and protect them. And just like that, they start inheriting those uh, settings from the protection group, taking the snapshots and it gives you um, the location where they're gonna be protected from. So that is super easy. Again, one of the things that uh, not only the integration, it's great. It allows customers and admins to make it quicker, easier, and um, they're more likely to protect their environments, right? If you make it really hard, they're gonna be like, oh, well, I'll do it later. Um, or yeah, we need two weeks to do that. No, we can do it right away as the VMs are being created. Yeah, and so all about ease of management and I think that global view helps a lot and so one of the the key aspects of vSphere Plus is of course the general VM management so we don't need to explain that a lot but maybe it's good to talk a little bit about why and how customers are using it today yeah yeah definitely so again we're making it super easy for customers and and when we started vSphere Plus one of the few things you could do with VMs it was just creation which is still really cool though um, you can go from the Cloud Console and say create a VM. You select the destination, which vCenter you want to deploy that VM to. And, and just imagine just staying on the same Cloud Console and not having to jump between vCenters or different environments to create different VMs. I can just create a bunch of VMs from the same console. But now we're expanding those operations from VMs and be able to uh, not only create, but also power on and off, reset, suspend, and, and even open the VM console in vCenter. So one of the uh, similar examples that I, that I gave is I can search for a particular set of VMs. Let's say I want to search for all of the VMs that are Windows or all the VMs that are Linux. And maybe I need to reboot them for some certain reason. Maybe I applied a patch and I forgot to reboot. I can just select them all. And from that operations, yeah, from that console, just do those VM operations. And you know, this is one of the things that I really like about vSphere Plus is that customers don't have to upgrade themselves to a new version of VSXI or a new version of vCenter to get those new features. So I mentioned how these new VM operations, they just show up, right? They get um, flagged or enabled on the cloud on our platform. And the next time they log in, they're available for our customers to use. So it's super quick. Uh, and the cadence with, for vSphere Plus is way different than the cadence for vSphere. So 
you know, sometimes it's monthly, weekly even, where we're seeing new features coming on. And uh, it's making my job hard because now I have to like chase all these new features when it's coming. I don't have a regular cadence of, hey, this month or ne- last month, you know, they pop out really quickly. So I have to be uh, definitely looking out for those features. And I can imagine that some customers are surprised as well that they see a new feature pop up because they're so used to a, a more relaxed cadence of the, the vSphere on-prem environment. And, and talk about that, the connection between SaaS and on-prem. It's a SaaS platform, but there is an element that is running on-prem, which is the appliance, right? So how do customers need to manage that appliance and, and how does it actually connect back to the SaaS platform? Yeah, so the way that we connect our on-prem environments is through a gateway. So this gateway appliance will be deployed on-prem, right? And right now you can have up to eight vCenters connected to a single gateway appliance. We started with four, now we're eight, and hopefully this would keep increasing. Um, so the number of appliances is it's, you know reducing as, as we go through our cycles here. Uh, but the customers actually don't have to manage this appliance. Once you deploy it and you connect your on-prem environment, we take care of all the updates. Because uh, if I were a customer, that would that a customer, that would be one of the first things I would complain about. Hey, now you're telling me I have to deploy all these appliances. I don't want to take care of it. I'm too busy doing all this stuff, right? So we are the ones maintaining that as far as updates. So. When there's a new feature and the feature needs to be deployed or enabled on the gateway side, we are pushing that out and updating or enabling that feature on the gateway side as well as the cloud side. So for the customer perspective, it's just an initial deployment and just being able to connect your on-prem environment to the gateway. Now, I mentioned that the gateway is deployed on-prem. So there's a, a part of the registration where you do need to log into the vCenter from the gateway. That is locally, right? So the gateway is talking locally to the vCenter instance, logging in, no username and passwords are being sent out. The other piece is when the gateway connects to the cloud and knows where to go. It knows who to talk to, what organization to talk to on the cloud side. So, you know, it's definitely a gateway. It's your proxy per se of the connection between your on-prem and the cloud because we do not want our customers to connect their vSphere environments directly to the internet. No, nor do we recommend that, right? That's a big security risk. So definitely by going through the, the gateway, we're only talking out on port 443, the communications encrypted, no username and passwords are being deployed and we take care of it. So uh, I think it's been, it's been very good and very well accepted. Uh, as far as the security standpoint, and it makes it easier for customers that we we take care of the upgrades for them as well. Yeah, it's good to hear that we take care of everything and we update the appliance. I think that's normal for a SaaS solution, but sometimes it's not expected, right? So we're on to the last question, and that is that this show is called the Unexplored Territory Podcast. And as a technologist, you get to work with the newest technologies. And as you know, there's much unexplored territory in technology. Which emerging technologies gets you excited and would interest our listeners as well? Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. So um, obviously, the cloud side is, is very interesting. AI, it's been on everybody's mind lately. Uh, and I think... 
mean, I, I think that's a, a whole new game from the AI perspective. But when I think about the on-prem side, and, and that's how a lot of customers think about, uh, especially when we talk about VCR Plus and on-prem, uh, I think the whole GPU, DPU area, it's, uh, we talked about this last year for a little bit, and I think that's a, a very interesting area as new hardware comes available. So we're talking DPUs, data processing units, CXLs, and all the technology that uh, I've been tracking lately. Um, so definitely those are the ones that I'm really excited about. Thanks, Dave, for this very interesting episode. Let's wrap this episode up, Duncan. And that's it. We've reached the end of another episode of the Unexplored Territory podcast. If I have to summarize today's episode, then my key takeaway would be that vSwift Plus is a SaaS platform which aims to make your life as a cloud architect and an administrator easier. Again, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast or rate the podcast wherever possible. If you have any feedback, send us a message on Twitter on at UnexploredPod. I would like to thank my co-host and, of course, our guest of today, Dave, for a fantastic episode. Thanks, man. Thanks for uh, having me. Thank you.